0: Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. I'm a mom, physician assistant, writer, and life coach. Two years ago, I was feeling stuck, restless, overwhelmed, and I felt like I wasn't where I was supposed to be, but I had no idea what that even meant. And the crazy part is, my life had turned out pretty awesome, at least on paper. But I couldn't figure out what was wrong or why I felt out of alignment. A series of books and podcasts and conversations changed my life and revealed my next journey one step at a time. My purpose right now is to help you wake up to your soul's purpose by sharing conversations with amazing women who've walked in your shoes. Keep listening and the answers to your next step will come, I promise. We're all here for a reason and I'll help you figure out what that is so you don't have to waste another minute sleepwalking through your life. I definitely don't have it all figured out so I'll also share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Hello everybody. Today I have what I'm calling Woo Woo Wednesday. What is Woo Woo Wednesday? Well, we're going to this is just today. I'm just kidding. We're not doing this every Wednesday unless it goes over really well, but I'm talking about woo-woo things that really work, not like witchcraft or anything weird like that. Um, although that may work, you never know. This is more woo-woo stuff that really does work. I've tried it and, um, And I'll go into detail, but the first thing I wanted to talk about is mantras. So have y'all heard of the word mantra? If you've taken yoga, you probably have. That's the first time I ever heard it. And I first, I will admit, I thought it was probably like some kind of Hindu word that, I don't know, it kind of made me uneasy because I didn't know what it meant. Um, So when they would say, pick a mantra at the beginning of class, I'm like, I don't know what a mantra is. So, I learned through years of yoga that mantras <clears throat> are not um, specific to a religion. It's basically one or two words, one or, 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 or sorry, blah, 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 one or a few words that you say over and over, and they're used to focus your attention. So, one of my favorite yoga teachers, Shannon, uh Um, interviewed her, she says that mantra means sacred message. So it's sort of like you're communicating with the divine, whatever that means for you. It could mean that you are, um, well, like Anne Lamont, she has a book and the title is Help, Thanks, Wow. So your mantra could be in the help category. It could be in the like grateful, thank you category. It could be in the wow category. I mean, it could be as simple as one word like peace. And you just think this word throughout the day. Maybe you tie it with your breath. Like, so when you inhale, you breathe in peace. Another one that I like to use is I am open to possibility. So like I'll breathe in and think I am open. And then as I exhale, I'll think to possibility. So why would you want to have a mantra? It's because our brains are like toddlers. It's like a two-year-old running around the room and you want the toddler to focus on one thing. You don't want him like running over and grabbing the train and then grabbing the blocks. And you want to focus his attention on one thing. And so, yes, he's still going to be running all around the room, acting crazy, but periodically you can bring his attention back. So an example is like when you first started um, getting books read to you, you probably heard the little engine who could. And the mantra was, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And then maybe you said it to yourself as you were climbing the monkey bars. So now that you're a grown up, you can use mantras to do all sorts of things. I mean, it, it can center you and ground you. It just makes you feel so much better when you can stop the, they call it monkey mind, where your mind is just jumping all over the place and sort of bring it down, like funnel it down into one word or several words. Um, I mean, you don't have to chant a mantra to the beat of a drum and the smell of a smoky patchouli room you can just say it in your head you can write it down you could write it on a sheet of paper sticky note and put it on your desk um but again it's just to focus your attention it's to take the guesswork out of your brain coming up with its own repetitive thoughts over and over that are usually negative and to just focus your attention to whatever you want to focus your attention to um one of the first mantras that I didn't even know was a mantra, it was more of a prayer for me. Um, but I started having a, a lot of anxiety when I came to, to college the, um, as a, uh, I guess, a, no, let's see. I was a junior, so I wasn't a freshman, but still I was so anxious. And I remember just like my brain would not shut up. I was always thinking I should be studying this. I should be studying that. No, I should go out with my friends. This is college. I should have fun. And so it would just jump around like a little monkey. And so somewhere God or the universe popped into my head and said, be still. And that's a Bible verse. That's a Bible verse. I can't tell you which chapter it's from or anything, but having gone to church like twice a week for years, that one stuck in my head. So I would repeat it to myself over and over. And it just helped me stay grounded. And it reminded me to stop freaking out. And to just be still. Um, A few years later, when I got married and um, Chase, my husband moved to Montana and I was moving a few months after him, we had to tie up loose ends. Um, He developed major depression and I was thousands of miles away. And so I just remember praying, help Chase. And it became my mantra. I would just pray it over and over as I would like jog. Or as I would breathe, you know, while I was seeing patients, I would just think, help chase, help chase. And it was a a form of prayer, but also a mantra. And it took my focus off me having control and being able to save him, which I couldn't do. And it was just me turning it over to a higher power. So words have tremendous power, y'all. I didn't believe this for years, but I do think words have vibrational energy. And I've mentioned this experiment before, but the Japanese scientist Masaru Emoto, he had this water droplet experiment where he put a drop of water under a microscope, looked at it. It looked a certain way. And then he would say words and he would say words like peace or love or harmony. And the molecules would rearrange themselves from this um, vibrational energy into beautiful like snowflake looking shapes and then when words like hate war anger were uttered the molecules rearrange themselves into what can only be described as ugly shapes there's a youtube video and i'll link it um, on my blog post it is fascinating um, so try this like just say the word peace it makes you want to take a deep breath doesn't it peace it makes you it makes me want to relax my shoulders too okay woo-woo number two affirmations who has heard of these who's tried them so we get to choose our thoughts but we usually don't And so if you think about it, like if you've never heard this, that we get to choose our thoughts, it sounds pretty crazy. And you may think, well, duh, of course I get to choose my thoughts. I'm in charge of me. I'm in charge of my thoughts. But then you get all caught up about being upset about something. And part of you knows it's ridiculous, but you can't not be mad or upset. It's like a part of you is watching this take place. Your voice is getting louder, your body language, Your this part of you is watching your words spew out, but it can't stop it, it happens anyway. So if you've ever done work on identifying and changing your thoughts, you know how hard it is. So this is where positive affirmations come in because most of our billions of daily thoughts are negative. Even if you think you're a positive person, you probably have 95% of your thoughts are negative. They're fear-based, they're worry-based, and they're so ingrained. They literally make neural pathways in our brains. And the impulses travel these well-worn roads over and over without us even being aware. If you've ever read Jill Bolte Taylor's book, oh, I can't remember the name of it, But anyway, she had a stroke on one side of her brain. And so she had a fascinating look at how these neural pathways work. Like she could literally see what was going on in her brain. I shouldn't say literally, it wasn't literally seeing, but she could, um, she could see it in a way that we can't unless we have like one of those fancy brain scanners. Speaking of fancy brain scanners, um, before the pandemic, I spent four months, in neurofeedback sessions. So I did it for migraines and anxiety, but I would sit with this cap on my head, it had little wires poking out of it. I looked like a science experiment and it had electrodes and I had to put um, dots of gel all in my hair, like this goo so that, um, cause I have a lot of hair, but it would make the signals um, transmit to my brain. So my job was to sit there and not think, which is really hard, but I had to sort of check out. And so I would listen to classical music. Um, but the point was to sort of reroute my neural pathways. So I had brain mapping to begin with, to determine where my destructive pathways were and then reroute them It's so fascinating. Um, one of the, on the brain mapping, one thing Pam, the neurofeedback lady said was, oh, this is interesting. There's a lot of anger showing up in, or anger type brain waves showing up in the same part of the brain that feels hunger. She's like, do you get hangry? And I was like, yes, I do. I get so hangry. So that convinced me that the brain map was probably accurate um but anyway so positive affirmations function like little seeds planted in your subconscious so you are going to have thoughts all day so wouldn't it be better if you got to choose what your thoughts were because our subconscious brain is not very creative it will just think the same thoughts over and over like a like a cd or a record on repeat Um, And if you can plant new seeds, it takes a while, but you eventually start to believe those new statements and then your decisions will reflect those affirmations. Okay, so I've told you all about these before, but I'll just review. So when I was studying Spanish a couple of years ago, my affirmation was I am fluent in Spanish and I was not fluent in, in Spanish, but I was determined that I would be. I was also in yoga teacher training and I had a major confidence issue with like getting up in front of people and telling them what to do and yoga. So I would say I am a kick-ass yoga instructor. I had also lots of thoughts about being a bad mom. They periodically pop up too. Um, But I would say, and I still use this one all the time, I am a phenomenal mom. And I'll even say it to my kids now, (laughs) when like my daughter's like, I hate you. You're awful. I will retort, I am a phenomenal mama. And she's like, whatever, and rolls her eyes. But it does, you know, it kind of lightens the mood. And eventually I start to believe, you know what? I am a good mom. Another one that I use, and I started this one when we went to Oregon for a couple of weeks. Um, I said, my kids are amazing, because I was fully expecting them to show out and not be amazing on that trip. And so I decided, you know, you get what you look for, you will find evidence to support whatever you think. So you better be careful what those thoughts are. So I changed it to my kids are amazing. Um. So, yeah, if we think our kids are going to misbehave because, duh, they act like a fool every time we take them in a restaurant, then, yes, they're not going to disappoint us. They will act like little fools. If you think your kids are amazing, you are going to look for evidence of this. You know, I would notice, like, oh, my daughter, she put a napkin in her lap for the first time ever. That is pretty amazing. Or my son said, please, when he talked to the waitress. That is amazing. So let's look at this other mantra. I've used it before. I think I started it when I was 40. I am in the best shape of my life. Even if it's not true, you say this to yourself over and over. You say it when you fall asleep, like right before you fall asleep, that's when the brain is very um, impressionable. And you say it when you first wake up, because think about it. When you first wake up, what are your first thoughts? Oh, I have to go to work or, Oh, my husband snored all night or gosh, my throat sore. So yeah, you gotta like, you are in charge of your thoughts and you have to decide what your brain is going to focus on. Okay. Back to, I am in the best shape of my life. You're planting the seed, you're watering it. You start to think maybe I am in awesome shape. So then when somebody offers you a big hunk of cake at work, you're thinking, I'm in the best shape of my life. Why would I want to ruin it by taking this bite of crap? That's the idea anyway. You still may take a bite of cake. But the point is, you're going to convince your brain that you are in good shape and your choices and decisions will reflect that. Okay, let's see. We are going to now talk about manifesting. That is one of my favorite things and mom, if you're listening, it, I promise it's not witchcraft. It's nothing crazy. Um, it got a bad rap with the book, the secret. Do y'all remember that book? It was back in like 2006. I think people were going nuts over this book. They were like, I can manifest jewelry and I can manifest a husband, just kind of crazy stuff. Um, So what is manifesting? Manifesting is when you focus your attention and energy on something and it comes to fruition. So it's not just words. It's more like you visualize what you want. It could involve mantras, but you could also just visualize like, you know, when you visualize somebody that you haven't seen in ages and then they call you later that day. That could be an example of manifesting. Maybe you want to manifest a new job. But you're like, I don't know how in the world it could happen. But still, you think about this new job a lot. You visualize yourself working there. Maybe you even have a company in mind. And this is key. You have hopeful, expectant energy. So remember the energy, like little Mala, everything moves and vibrates at a certain frequency. So if you are sending out that hopeful, expectant energy, like I know I'm going to get a job, and I think it, or not even think, it is going to be at XYZ company. It will very likely come to fruition. And it may happen like this, like you run into the CEO at a local restaurant and you start up a conversation because in your head, you're thinking, I'm gonna work there. And this leads to a job interview and you have this unshakable confidence, which comes across really good in a job interview. And then you get the job. So was this magic? No, but you did put out good energy that you wanted to work for this company. And then when you ran into the guy, you know, you released that amazing, like good vibrations you hear people say. Um, So that gave you the balls to like go up and talk to him. Sorry for using the word balls. Um, Testicles. So here's why it's not magic or sorcery or anything weird. If you put your energy and attention on something or someone, you're going to start to look for that thing, that person, that opportunity. So maybe it is about sending out vibrational frequencies, but I think it is simpler than that. I think by saying a mantra, using positive affirmations or like manifesting, you're giving big suggestions to your subconscious. Like if you say, I'm madly in love. And you say that several times. I mean, you don't want to say that one out loud, but you could say it in your head or you could say it at your house when nobody's home. I am madly in love. Um, Or if you're an accountant, new graduate, and you say to yourself, I am excelling as an accountant. Imagine what kind of vibe you're giving off. You're giving off confidence, joy, fun. You're more likely to embrace opportunities. You're going to smile more because you think, I am madly in love or I am an amazing accountant. And so I would not be surprised if you did end up madly in love and being an awesome accountant. Okay, so imagine if you did the opposite, though. What if you walked around whining about how hard it is to meet a good guy? There's no more good guys You believe you're never going to meet a life partner and you've resigned yourself that you are never going to fall in love. So you don't even try. You may go on occasional dates, but you fully expect them to end badly. And then you're consumed with anxiety and fear. So your internal monologue is, you know, I'm never going to find love. Same thing with accounting. You'll think I suck at accounting. Like if you think to yourself all the time, I suck at whatever it is. Do you honestly think you're going to excel at that thing? No, you will attract failure and more suckiness. But hope that's fake. That seems like egotistical. I don't want to be braggy about how amazing I am. That's a turnoff. No, it's not y'all. I promise. I'm not asking you to walk around like shouting about how awesome you are. I mean, I don't tell other people I'm a phenomenal mom, but it's I have to have it as my internal monologue. So I'm just asking you to change your self-talk to acknowledge that you're amazing because you are amazing. So how do you decide on a mantra? Like, should you have one? Should you have five? I mean, I would pick like one or three at a time. Mel Robbins um, recommends something similar with her book, High Five Habits. She says to promote your awesomeness, you need to make eye contact with yourself in the mirror while you high five yourself. And she has all these um, examples of of how it works, why it works. Um, But I tried this in the mirror after I got out of the shower one day. My husband was like, what are you doing? (laughs) But my image in the mirror winked at me and mouthed, you got this. I'm just kidding, kidding about that. But yeah, I have tried that one a few times. Um, and it really does make a difference, especially if you're having a stressful day. I mean, do it in the bathroom at work when nobody's watching. Okay, so start with who you wish you were because um, that's how you can come up with a mantra. None of us have our fountains overflowing with self-confidence or you wouldn't be listening to this probably. So think of things you wish you could learn or who do you wish you were Imagine you're going into a crowded room and all heads turn to watch you. What do you wish they were thinking? She is a badass blank or that girl is on fire or whoa, she is brilliant. Like whatever, whatever you wish in your wildest dreams, people were thinking about you. And then you have to do a little trick where you make decisions as if those are the two keywords as if you're already that person. So if you imagine a confident, healthy woman who doesn't put up with crap, then when your boss asks you to work late for the third night in a row, you're going to politely tell him you can't. So it will make a difference in your decisions. Um, And you could also imagine something that you have really wanted to accomplish, but you're having a hard time with it. Like For me, it is writing and getting published. So I wish people would say like, she's a phenomenal writer or she's a best-selling author. So one of my mantras might be, I am the author of a New York Times bestseller. And so that's an example of like a um, kind of a mantra, but then I also visualize it. I picture my book on the shelf at Barnes and Noble with the New York Times bestsellers. I picture my jacket cover of my book. It's like red or saffron yellow and my pictures on the back cover. And so I say it like when I'm starting to write, I'll say like, I am a published or I'm a New York Times bestselling author. And I say it right before I fall asleep. So as I said earlier, this is when the subconscious mind is very susceptible to suggestions. If, If you're thinking like, I'm exhausted. Oh, thank goodness this day is over. It really sucked. That is not the kind of subliminal message you want your brain to receive. Sometimes I'll just do a generic one that's um, like all is well. So I want you to think that right now. All is well. Didn't that make you want to take a deep breath? I think that's also a Bible verse. Um So what if you say a mantra over and over and it doesn't come true? So I'll just cover this quickly. So two things might happen. One, maybe you've changed. It could be that deep down, you don't really want that thing. It could also be, and this one's more likely, you don't believe you're worthy of that thing. So a big reason I suggest doing the mantra in the first place is to convince you you are worth it. But sometimes our limiting beliefs are so deep that we can't and we won't believe that good things await us. In this case, I highly recommend a life coach, and I happen to know a good one, and her name is Hope. Um, okay, so la- oh, I have so many things I want to talk about, y'all. Okay, I'm going to talk about them anyway. Division boards work. Okay, I love vision boards. In my opinion, yes. Um, It's the same as if you write out your affirmations a few times a day, except it's magnified because you're not just writing them out, you are sticking pictures of whatever you want to accomplish or become or desire on a poster board or a sheet of paper they give you a vision of what you would love to have or have happen. So they're out in the open usually. You see them a few times a day. So pretty soon you don't just wish for those things to come true. You expect them to. So this sends out a totally different energy. I'll give you an example. I have a boat on my vision board, a sailboat. So last year I wrote, take sailing lessons on my new year's resolutions and nothing happened. Nothing happened because I totally forgot about it until I reread them this December. And when I reread it, I decided, "Uh uh-uh, this is going to happen. I am not going to have this happen again next year when I review my resolutions. So I made a vision board, put up a picture of a sailboat, a hot lady in a bikini, because why not? a surfer lady, and a lot of other photos. So I looked at it every, I did it right before Christmas, I was looking at it every day, because I was home a lot. I talked to um, my husband, and he's like, yeah, totally, let's look up some places that offer sailing lessons. So we were looking it up, and then on Christmas Eve, we ran into my sister-in-law's sister-in-law, who happens to live on a sailboat, and I said, That is so cool. My husband and I said, we're going to take sailing lessons this year. And she's like, no, don't do that. Come stay with us for three nights and we'll teach you how to sail. Like that's a way better experience and you don't have to pay for it. And that was like a week after doing this vision board. Uh, One other story, um, I'm reading Denise Duffield Thomas's book. It's called Get Get Rich, Lucky, B-I-T-C-H. And I love how she talks about this. She won a trip around the world, traveling with her husband. There was a big competition with thousands of people in it. And she wanted so badly to win it that she decided I am going to win it. And she started imagining what life would be like on this trip. And she and it was going to last for six months. So they were going to get to go to all these different countries. So she changed her passwords to winner. So she's typing out winner several times a day. She even went so far as to tell her boss, like, look, I'm probably going to be leaving to go on this trip because she was convinced she was going to win it. And then she did, (laughs) I don't know if I would go this far. She found someone to sublet her apartment because she just knew she was going to win. And out of thousands of applicants, she did win. So you've got your homework. Your homework is to think of some affirmations, some positive affirmations you want to use. To also consider doing a vision board. And you can start on Pinterest. Pinterest. And you can make the settings private so nobody sees it. But the key with Pinterest is you're going to have to go back and look at it a lot. So I really do prefer that you do one um, like in you know, person, like a whatever, like get some paper from uh, the dollar store and get some old magazines from work or from your psychiatrist office and start cutting them out and do a vision board. Okay, I would love for y'all to let me know which affirmations have worked for you in the past and if anything on your vision boards that you've ever done before have come true. So send me a DM at Coach Hope Cook or email me at hope.cook at gmail.com. Thank y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right, if you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call, and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one coaching, or maybe you just want to talk and, and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com, and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So See you next week and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.